the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, talking about life, relationships, and achieving. Unashamed and unafraid, because I believe you mean it when you say, I am strong, beautiful, I am good enough, I belong after all, because of what you've done, this is real, what I feel, no one made it up, I am love. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the show today. And today we're going to be talking about leveraging teamwork. And before you say, oh, that doesn't that doesn't apply to me, let me just say that, you know, in anything we do in life and we need to get buy-in, we need to get other people involved to make it really happen, even if it's simple like a potluck. Okay, if you just think about a potluck, everybody knows that the goal is, is to have really great food and, and networking or, uh, you know, just time together. Uh, but with a feast, uh, just getting it together and figuring out who's going to do what, when, and everything is kind of what we're talking about, but maybe on a bigger scale, because uh, I come from two different worlds, okay? I have this personal world over here where I'm trying to get family on board and trying to get ministries on board, and then I have this other side that is my business and my employees trying to get them all on board. And so uh, we just, you know, we just, all of us, didn't we, we just went through the holidays, Thanksgiving and then Hanukkah, Christmas, we just went through all of that. And it's such a wonderful time if you're in that place of wonderfulness, if that's a word. And it could be a very tragic time, a very lonely time, a very isolated time. So no matter where you are or were during that time, just understand that that those little days, those days are gone. This is a new year, a new beginning. Each day we wake up, you know, the sun comes up new every morning and the birds sing and that's for a reason. We have the rain for a reason, don't we? Washes everything off, everything that's dirty and ugly and needs to be cleaned off so we can see the true colors of everything. I love the rain for that reason. And, I, you know, rain is just water, isn't it? And I don't know about you, but I love to go out and walk in the rain. I think it's so much fun. And no, you will not melt. You can go out there and just get wet. And you might get a little cold, but it's so nice that we can feel that because it means we're alive. And it is a new beginning. So it's exciting. It can be exciting. It's all in how you look at things. Recently on Facebook, I reposted something that was on Facebook that I just want, if you're not on Facebook, let me just explain this little video. It's a guy, and he's just frustrated with the world. He gets in his car, and he wants to leave. He looks in the rearview mirror, and here's this little boy on a skateboard, and he's like frustrated because a little boy's slowing him down. He can't get in the street fast enough so he can get to Starbucks or whatever, coffee shop. He gets to the coffee shop, somebody jumps in line in front of him, and he's just frustrated about that. You know, Just every step of the way, he's just frustrated, frustrated, frustrated about everything that's going on. And then this man comes up and hands him a pair of glasses, and it's uh, new perspective glasses. And so the guy goes, what? And he puts on these new perspective glasses. 
And when he does this, there's this little graphic uh, line that goes whenever he looks anywhere. For instance, the guy that jumped in front of him is going through a divorce. Or uh, the little kid just needs some personal attention. He just His father's not there, and he's just kind of without a dad right now. And, you know, just every single person he looked at that he was frustrated with, and then some, has a story, something they're battling, something that is just causing them to just need a friend or need a smile or something. So no matter how bad we have it, there's people that have it worse. I guess that's the message. And if we can just put on that new perspective and we can be that person for just one out of these hundred people we might view in our eyes uh, each day, wouldn't that be something? But sometimes we're so caught up in our own little world, aren't we, that we don't take the time to look outside that world to see that there's other people hurting as bad, worse, than you. So I reposted that, and there were people that said, thank you, Sue, for that reminder. Thank you for reminding us that, you know, even though things are kind of tough for us right now, there's other people that might just need a smile, need just, hi, how are you, and mean it. So, you know, whatever side of that coin you're on, just understand that, you know, there's a new day every morning. So getting back to leveraging teamwork and getting back to personally lessons that I've learned, and I know you've learned your lessons. I'm just going to give you a little bit of mine, and maybe you can relate. Maybe you can't. Uh, that's okay. Uh, Thanksgiving came and went, and uh, I just felt so blessed. I felt blessed because for three years now, I have been looking for a place to really call home for me. I was married for 32 years, and that's a long time, and then I wasn't married. And when you aren't married after being married for that length of time, it puts you in a whole new world, you know, uh, a whole new world. And so I was just looking for a place I could call my home and that I could have my things with me and so on. And my my big heart, my mind was, is that traditions that were are not anymore. I have to create new traditions because... You know, I love to love on my family, and I want my family to be together, and I want to create new memories, and how do I do that? And I need someplace to do that. And even though I was doing it where I was living, it just didn't feel the same to me. So I took, you know, I um, made a budget for myself, and I cut corners when I could and did without when I when I needed to. You know, delayed gratification, it's a wonderful thing sometimes when you have a goal and, you know, you set up that system of, you know, not having expensive meals, but, you know, making your meals at home. And I love cottage cheese and beets. I know it sounds odd, but I do, and I eat it quite a bit. Anyway, so with that being said, I finally, this year, in October, I think, October, yeah, October, uh, I was able to purchase a home. And it's in a place, it's a dream place for me. And everybody thinks I'm crazy, and, and they thought, you know, what are you doing? And I just really felt strong, and so I did what I felt I needed to do, and everything, after a little while, became aligned. And so, guess what? Thanksgiving, I had all of my family at my house, my home, for Thanksgiving. Now, I only had three weeks to get this home together. I, I went to a consignment store, and... Uh, Purchased uh, furniture secondhand, but it looks beautiful and it's new to me. And, uh, you know, just everything and just putting it all together. And it just was so much fun, but a lot of work, a lot of work. And uh, then Christmas came and everybody, the usual of who's going to have what, when, didn't happen. It kind of fell through. And I'm like, wow, 
Good for me. Um, everybody says, well, why don't we just come to your place? And I said, well, why don't we? And so everybody ended up on Thanksgiving and Christmas, day after Christmas, at my home. And everybody brought something to eat. So we had a potluck and everybody has their specialties. And it was just wonderful. Even if I burnt the marshmallows on my candy, it didn't matter. Uh, it was just wonderful. And that will probably be talked about and laughed about for a long time. And that's okay too, right? If you're tuning in right now, you're tuning in to me, the Sue Free Show. And I'm so thankful that you are tuning in. And it is no coincidence that you're here with us today. Uh, I believe that there's a reason. There's a season for everything, and I think that you're right where you're supposed to be, right here, right now. So thank you so much for joining, and whether you're in San Diego or in Ventura, Santa Maria, L.A., Orange County, who Riverside, San Bernardino, anywhere, thank you so much for joining in. And I also have a TV show called The Sue Free Show, How Original, and it's LA36.org. You can tune in on that also. I've been doing this radio show for over eight years now, and it's just, I'm hoping, it's getting better all the time because... We need to strive for better, don't we? We need to strive for better, and that's what, um, that's what I do. So I've talked about Thanksgiving. I've talked about Christmas. I talked about goal setting and reaching that goal, buying that house and getting it all set up and everything. And then uh, every New Year's, New Year's, I end up in Palm Springs, and I end up there because there's a dance event there. And again, I was there again for uh, New Year's Eve uh, for about four days, and it's dance, dance, dance dance till you drop really and there's competitions and whatnot and so went there had a great old time and uh it was just wonderful uh the thing is is because of purchasing this home and all of my attentions and everything being on the house and getting it all together um i really haven't practiced or been in the dance world for a little while i've kind of pulled myself away from that because priorities changed and this home became my priority of, of all of that so the reason I bring this up is uh, I competed, and normally these events, uh, especially this one, I would come home with trophies or something uh, as far as winning something. And this time I put myself in there, and I didn't. I didn't place. I didn't win. And talk about eating humble pie. But I realized that, you know, you got to put the time in. you got to put the time in, and sometimes that is not the priority of this. Maybe it's something more important at the time. And now I just realize that, okay, I've got to just, you know, i got to buckle it up again, and i got to get back in there and focus on it. And I did something that I have not done before. I went up to a couple judges, and I actually asked them. I said, look, I've, I've not done this before, but I really, really am interested in knowing is, on my scoring, I didn't score very well, and I'm just wondering if you would give me any advice on what I should work on. And I understand totally if you don't want to do that, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you could be kind enough to just give me some tidbit of information, it would be really great, gratefully appreciated. And and so this one judge, he goes, wow, I really appreciate the way you went about that. you know. And uh, he says, yeah, he says, I do have a, a couple suggestions. Uh, you're a fantastic dancer, whether I am or not. And that's what he said. And he said, um, there's just a couple things. And so he proceeded to tell me what the couple things were. And I really appreciated that because they're really not that difficult for me to to switch it up a little bit. And uh, he said, I just need to breathe, which I think is funny because I wrote a book about learning to breathe, different kind, but, you know, learning to breathe. And he says, you just need to breathe a little bit. You need to relax a little bit. You need to calm down at times. Uh, you know, have have that that quick 
and in the slow. And and isn't that like life, isn't it? We can't always be quick, 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 and we can't always be slow, so slow. We have to mix it up a little bit. We have to breathe. And so the message was so much more than just what he was saying. Uh, I took it so much deeper uh, as a lesson for me. And if that helps any of you, I appreciate uh, your time in, in figuring that out with me. So that being said, I did eat humble pie. And then the next day, a gentleman asked me if I wanted to do this one other competition. I wasn't even going to do it. I was just done. I was like, forget it. I got to get, you know, I got to get some more time on the floor. And he goes, come on, just do it with me. I'm like, oh, okay. And so I did. And we, we did place. And I'm like, oh, woo-hoo, you know, uh, so I was very excited about that. And uh, so that was really a good time. So leveraging teamwork right now after New Year's, uh, what Ecola does is Ecola for the last 16 years purchased it in 2000. So 16 years I've had a tradition of having a company-wide meeting. Now, when I bought the company in 2000, I had 31 employees. We are up to about 85 employees, and we need 20, around 20 more. I have one new one that just started today. So uh, we need 20 more employees, and that's throughout Southern California. So if you know somebody that's needing a career, not a job, please contact us. Just go to termitelady.com, and there's an application you can fill out there, and, and we can move forward with that process. Uh, so please do that if you know somebody that is looking for a career. It's not a stepping stone for another job. It is a career, and it's been wonderful to me, and it can be wonderful for you, too, and we have some wonderful people working together as a team. So we put together this company meeting, uh, and what we do is we bring everybody together in one location, and coming from San Diego, Santa Maria, I have to get hotel rooms, and we have dinner together, we eat together, we laugh together, um, we have awards, we have uh, educational people come in, seminars, and teach us more so we can be better, and it's really, really thought out. There's a lot involved. So about three months ago, I brought the team my main key report team together. And I said, you guys, I want you each to take a section of this, create a committee, and you guys do this meeting. Uh, I, I will do my little part, little part, but I want you guys to take over. I want you to do this. And so they have really taken hold of this. And as uncomfortable uh, that this is for me, it's really kind of exciting because it's basically saying what we're going to be, I'm going to be uh, talking about today as far as leveraging teamwork. And I'm doing it from a biblical perspective. So I'm going to bring stories from Jesus and how Jesus did things so you can understand how important this is. So the company meeting is uh, the 19th and 20th of January. We had to find a place and then we had to figure out food and, you know, all of those things and then uh, speakers and all of those things. So then there, after we get all of that together, then we realize there's a theme and we look at, okay, what is, what is going to give us the most bang for our buck? And that's the mission, right? For what we're doing and why we're doing it. It's just like when I wanted to buy this home, what was what what did I want to accomplish in buying this home? And the goals become very clear. There's clarity in this. And and we're gonna talk about that. So this book that I'm gonna be uh reading out of is called Bold Le- Bold Leadership, Biblical Principles for Marketplace Impact by Dr. Merlin Switzer. And I have been referring to this book for the last couple of shows because it is so empowering 
because of being in business, but also just from a family perspective. I have family members that have teenagers, and they're talking about, Sue, how do I get this person? to How, how do I get my son? How do I get my daughter to get on board, you know, to be part of this family and to, to want to do things together and be part of the chores and, and just being a family? And and the family is a team, isn't it? It's a team also. In ministry, you know, you can't fire somebody in ministry. They're there as a volunteer. You don't have you can't say, I'm not gonna pay you anymore, I'm not gonna give you a raise. That doesn't work in ministry. So there has to be this desire, this this inward desire to wanna do to be a servant and to do God's work in ministry. But there still has to be a leader, there has to be followers, and everybody needs to understand that it's a team. We work together for a common goal. So that's what we're talking about. So on the very beginning of this, I'm in chapter 6. It says, my faith showed up in how I treated others, how I loved them. Side note, my business has grown, and I'm not taking credit for it. It's happened. What I can say is people say, well, you know, what do you attribute this to? And I can say that I don't run my business like most people run their businesses. I, um, they're, my employees are my ministry. My employees are my, they're my, the people that I care about. A gentleman today, he got sick and he had to go home. I called him immediately and I just said, what's up? You know, are you okay? You know, um, I have another gentleman that's that's uh, going through some, some issues. And I'm just very concerned about the employees and I know uh, more about their life. As I'm growing, it's becoming more difficult for me to be, have this personal relationship with each and every one of them. But I still try to do that. And I think that's a defining thing for uh, people in business is is that. So... In talking about this, I'm going to start right here. It says, team defined. And I'm going to start reading here, so stick with me, okay? One of the best definitions of a team is found in the performance factor, where a team was defined as a group of people committed to a common purpose who choose to cooperate in order to achieve exceptional results. When done right, companies have documented productivity improvements of 30 to 60%. Now, if you're whether you're in a family team or you're in a business team or a ministry team, if you had productivity improvements, uh, 30 to 60%, would that not be helpful to get the chores done? Would that not be helpful in helping serve others? It would, wouldn't it? And so to me, this is like, aha, I want to I learn more about this because I want to be the best I can be for God. You're listening to the Sue Free Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5, KPRZ. Thank you so much for joining in, KDAR, and so many other stations. I can't list them all at the moment. But thank you so much for joining in. I'm just so thankful that we can be together for this little bit of time. If you're tuning in right now and you want more information or you want to contact me and connect with me, I hope you do. Go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there, connect with me, give me your information, tell me what it is going on in your life. If you need prayer, if you need resources, just tell me what you need. I'm the one that reads those. I will connect with you, and we can move from there. There is so much information in that website that if you go there, you can spend a lot of time in there if you like. There's podcast, eight years of podcast, that you can find something that's going to help you with what's going on in your life right now. High-performing teams are characterized by a high level of commitment, good communication, goal result orientation, a willingness to cooperate, synergy, the right skills for the task, an understanding of roles and responsibilities, continuous improvement, a volunteer mindset, effective team leadership, and a commitment to processes that support the team, such as how to communicate and make decisions. These team attributes require purposeful guidance to develop. The concept of teams and teamwork 
has been around since the beginning, but we, mankind, choose not to acknowledge or use terms as originally intended. Rather too often, our sin nature thrives on the feeling of controlling others. Pride deludes us from thinking others have a better answer and or a sense of urgency prevents us from involving others who will be affected by our decisions. But the Bible provides excellent examples of leadership, particularly through Jesus' approach to building a strong team. So this book is talking about Jesus building a strong team. So I don't know. I'm pretty interested in that. How about you? Jesus, God's son, came to earth. He was fully human and fully God. From Jesus' example, there is much to learn about leveraging teamwork. Early in Jesus' ministry, he began forming his ministry team. Jesus chose a group of disciples who were diverse. Consider their backgrounds. This is very interesting. Simon, Peter, and Andrew are fishermen and possibly businessmen in partnership with James and John. James and John, fishermen, since their father had hired servants, the family had been successful. Matthew was a tax collector. Philip, likely a non-Jew and a fisherman. Bartholomew, also called Nathaniel, tradition has suggested he was of noble birth and a religious scholar. Thomas, background unknown. However, some speculate he may have been of royal birth, but with lost inheritance. James' son, little is known of his background. Jude, also called the Deus, brother of James, Judas the Zealot, little is known of his background. Simon, zealots were Jewish nationals who hated the Romans and desired purity and faith. Judas Iscariot, traditions has suggested he was a violent Jewish nationalist in hopes that his nationalistic dreams might be fulfilled. In addition to the 12 disciples who were part of Jesus' inner circle, a group of 72 is referenced in Luke 10.1. Jesus invested considerable time in developing the disciples, especially the 12. The results were outstanding. For example, after Jesus' ascension, Peter and John were speaking boldly about Jesus of Solomon's protocol and were arrested by the religious leaders. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. Moreover, these men and the other disciples laid the foundation of the global church that now exists. How did Jesus do it? How did he develop this world-changing team? It started with preparation. So funny, because one time I was dreaming, and in the middle of my dream, out of the dream, I woke up. And all I could remember was, be prepared. Be prepared. And I'm thinking to myself, be prepared for what? Be prepared for what? Are you prepared? And what are you prepared for? I think it's very important that we're prepared. So whatever that you're thinking your goals are, and hopefully you're in alignment with what God wants for your life, because you were created for a specific purpose, and your gifts and your talents should direct direct that path, right? It will direct your path. So if you fulfill that, you're going to feel better, and you're going to have more passion, and it's going to keep you flowing when nothing else will. So please uh, pay attention to that and prepare for what God is doing in your life by paying attention to the struggles that you've gone through because he is preparing you for your next assignment. So be prepared, okay? We will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief, brief break. Hi, Sue Freeze, the Termite Lady here. It's been my privilege to serve my community for 32 years as owner of E. coli Termite and Pest Control. 
Family is one of the most important things in my life, so you can imagine my panic when my little boy Tyson stopped breathing for the first time when he was two years old. It was the most terrifying thing I'd ever experienced. In an instant, Tyson had become a statistic. One in eight children in California who suffers from life-threatening asthma. Those of you who listen to my radio show understand that I'm not a victim. I'm a mover, I'm a doer, and I'm a believer. And so I did what I had to do. I set out to find out why Tyson was suffering those horrific asthma attacks, and the journey was powerful and illuminating. I learned so much about how asthma attacks can be prevented, how you can make your home a healthier, happier environment, and how you can emerge from challenging situations like this even stronger and more powerful than you ever could imagine. I've shared my family's story in my new book, Learning to Breathe, available now on my website, www.suefreeze.com. If you or someone you love suffers from asthma, this is a book you must read. Please order your copy today. And for more information about effective alternatives to traditional pest control, please call us at Ecola 800-332-2847. We'd love to help you take care of your home and your family too. Learning to Breathe, available now at SueFreeze.com. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother and Ecola cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. Ecola termite and pest control. 877-332-BUGS. You're listening to The Sue Free Show. Thank you so much, Ecola, Termite and Pest Management Services, for sponsoring this show. And if you'd like to sponsor this show, contact me, okay, because uh, it's not expensive. And if you've been considering it for your business, I, I just might have the answer for you. So just give me a, a shout-out, okay? Connect with me on the Sue Free site, and uh, we can talk about that. It's really not expensive, and it might be just what you need to just set that at ease for you. We can uh, try it out here and see if it works for you. I've been doing this a long time. Advertising I've been doing for even longer, and I can tell you that I, I do have quite a bit of insight there. And So I tell KKLA and, and KPRZ and uh, KDAR that if they have somebody that's a possibility but not sure, you know, bring them my way so that they can just try it out on my show. And, and then from there, if it works out here, then obviously it would be better to spend a little more money and go a little further. But, you know, you got to be prudent with that money. I know it doesn't come easy. Boy, do I know that. Anyway, okay, so the first thing was preparation, okay? You have to be prepared, which means you have to have the knowledge and you have to, um, you know, be wise and uh, build relationships and whatnot, okay? Uh, Then sponsorship, and here's what it says about that. Uh, Five important things occur. 
First, Jesus set an example for us in terms of baptism. Second, this represents a commissioning as Jesus begins his messianic mission. Third, the Spirit of God lands on him. The NIV Study Bible notes the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus to equip him for his work as the divine human Messiah. There was an empowering aspect of this to help Jesus with his mission. Fourth, God the Father affirms his love for Jesus within the hearing of others. Fifth, as Jesus starts his ministry, God the Father and the Holy Spirit both show up and play a role in the commissioning. Now, the reason I I read that is there was something before that, and I just didn't want to take too much time on it. But I just want to say that Jesus had a... Um, steps that he had to go through, and there's things that happened during that time. And there's been so many times where decisions within my life for my business that my business is God's business. And so I want to do what he wants me to do. And so if I don't go to him and I ask him to uh, guide me, then I'm more than likely going to do something on my own, and it's not going to work out even remotely as well as it would if I followed what Jesus would have me do. So I follow, I try to follow as much as possible the values, the morals, and the um, biblical principles that are laid before me through the Bible. And if you're not in the Word and you're not reading these stories, they might not come to life for you right away. But they will with time, and you just have to pray for God to reveal this to you on what is the message here that you're wanting me to get. And uh, that it it doesn't always happen, but, but it will. You know, ask and you shall receive. So the number one factor for overall project success is active and visible sponsorship. What does that mean? Number one factor is visible sponsorship. So they did a study, and the study noted that employees want to know the executive sponsor is supportive and committed to the change. Active sponsorship helps teams get off to a strong start. Now, what I take from that is, okay, if I am the leader in my business or my ministry or my home, then it's up to me to totally do my due diligence in whatever it is get the wisdom, set things up properly, understand that I'm totally bought in because I've done the work. I've done the research, I've got the knowledge, and I'm moving forward. And I've set things in place the way they need to in order for things to fall into place. Okay? Then I have to get everybody on board with me. And one of these things for my employees is if if they don't believe that I believe in what it is I'm really trying to accomplish here, then they're going to have second thoughts. I can tell you in this last year, more than ever, trust has become so vitally important to every aspect of my walk, my life, and it should be very important in yours. If you break a trust in a relationship, it is very difficult, if not impossible, to rebuild the trust. I've had people that I believed in, that I trusted, that really did me wrong. And I really have to tell you that Before this year, whenever I would lose an employee, if an employee left me, if it wasn't because they're moving out of state, which I couldn't do anything about, but if they left me because they found something better or for whatever reason and they were a good employee, I always took it internally and said, I messed up here. I didn't value them enough and they lost belief in me or I lost belief in them and therefore the trust or the relationship was broken. 
So I want my employees to believe that my word is my word, that I'm a person of integrity, that I'm I'm sold out for what it is we're doing. And that's why I'm I, I really I highlighted this. Active sponsorship helps teams get off to the strong start. And that means that everybody involved that's decision making, that's um, you know, leading leading or steering the ship needs to be totally on board, believing in what they're doing, and so on and so forth. The process of making disciples is summed up in this verse from Matthew 28. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now, the disciples in my in my world... My disciples are the seven key reports that report to me. My responsibility is first and foremost to those seven, because if I don't get them on board buying in to what it is I'm bought into, if I don't get them on board and and they have to have ownership in their part of this, then something's going to fall apart. It's just not going to work. And right now I can say with the company meeting and everything, this is a time of we're trying to gather all the information, trying to figure out where the holes are, and trying to figure out how we can fix and make things work properly. So it's a fine-tuned machine. The disciples lived and ministered with Jesus for three years. In Luke 5, Jesus called the first disciples, and they began the discipleship process. By the end of chapter 8 in the book that they're reading, the disciples had observed a miraculous catch of fish, people raised from the dead, and others healed of leprosy and other diseases, physical deformity, and demon possession. Jesus calmed the storm as the disciples feared they would drown. The biblical values that are mentioned here are humility, faith to God, love, action, when it is within your ability to do so, and forgiveness. If you want to write something down, I would say it would be that. Another thing is Jesus was approachable, warm, and interested in what the disciples had to say or ask. See, that's so important, isn't it? I was in a relationship where it was like a dictatorship. You do what I say. You know, don't ask any questions. Just do what I say. I'm I'm making this decision. And my thought is for my my management style, my leadership style is this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? And I want to know what everybody around the table, because my mom taught me a long time ago, two heads are better than one. Right. And I want to know what everyone in the room is thinking. Yes. In a marriage, the man is held accountable to make that final decision because he is a leadership head of that household. In a company, you have a board of directors, but there has to be the main chair, the person that has to make. After gathering all the information, there has to be that final person. If you've got a tie, how do you break the tie? If you've got five and five, there has to be somebody that says, okay, I'm breaking the tie. And that person is the head, the leader. It's the head of the household has to break the tie. But in the board of directors or in a marriage, it's you submit one to another in Ephesians 5. It's the last part of that chapter. Sometimes people like to just take the one-liner and use that. But read the whole chapter in 5 on submission because I had to learn that one uh, from the other side of not being a doormat. But submission is submitting one to another. Putting the other person before yourself is what true love is all about. It's being a servant, right? Serving others is what we're called to do. 
So in marriage, husbands, understand you are the head, but your wife is there for a reason. She has wisdom far beyond. Proverbs 31, read it. She has wisdom. Listen to her too. Okay? A woman wants to be heard. She wants to be heard. You don't always have to agree with her. Just let her be heard. Please, if you don't hear anything else, (laughs) that's a really big message right there. All right, so my employees, I have an open door policy. I have an open phone policy. And my employees, I want them to feel comfortable talking to me, asking me questions. I want to be that type of leader to where I don't want anybody to feel intimidated to not be able to come and ask me because there is no stupid question except for the one you don't ask. Right? I mean, that's what I was taught a long time ago. So after we do what we've done here, the next thing on here is trial run doing. It's actually handing it over and letting your disciples or letting the people that you've put in positions, after you've spent some time, you've coached, you've trained, that we all have the same vision and mission, then you've got to let them actually do it. It's kind of like your child. You know, you explain to them how to ride a bike, but sooner or later you're going to have to let go of that seat and just run alongside, but... They've got to take the wheel or they've got to take the handlebars and they've actually got to go, right? Same thing with employees is that if you're going to give it to them, you got to give it to them. Now, you can check and balance it, check and balance it, and each time the check and balance is going to get more accurate, more accurate until the point where you're going, you know what? They've got it. They know what to look for. They're looking for it. I think they've got it. And that's when you say, whew, now you can let that go and, and move on to the next thing. Five important team leadership tips are noted in this passage. First, there was clarity about the mission. Clarity about the mission. Second, Jesus effectively delegated responsibility and authority for the task. Third, Jesus gave them specific instructions on preparation. Fourth, Jesus knew that they would encounter rejection, and he gave them instructions on how to deal with it. Fifth, after they returned, Jesus listened to their stories and took them away to rest answered their questions, and facilitated learning from the process. The disciples and followers job-shadowed Jesus. Then they had the opportunity to practice what they had observed. This is an important part of leadership and team development. The next thing is pruning. Okay, now this is a tough one for me. Sometimes it's just not a good fit. And what my employees have told me is that I hold on too long to people that really need to go. And I think that I can sometimes shove a square peg into a round hole or vice versa, and it's just not possible. And I keep thinking where there's a will, there's a way. But sometimes it's just not a good fit. Jesus referred to the Father as a gardener and said, He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes that it will be even more fruitful. John fifteen two. Why would Jesus say this? Team leaders have a responsibility to train team members, be alert for productive growth opportunities individually and collectively, resolve conflict between team members and others outside the team, correct poor habits and behavior, promote team effectiveness, and occasionally remove team members. You're listening to The Sue Free Show on KKLA or K. 
KDAR or KPRZ. And thank you so much for joining in today. I hope you share this show with someone or more than just one. <laughs> SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze, spelled like fries, one word, .com. Go there, listen to the podcast. There's so much information there. There's freebies there. There's videos there. There's all kinds of stuff there. Coaching talks about the goal of maintaining health is to build a sound frame. Coaching. I'm coaching all the time. I'm walking alongside. I'm having a shadow. I'm having someone walk alongside me. And I tell my my uh, key staff the same thing. is If you're going to go to a complaint, take somebody with you. Because you need to be training all the time. Three years ago, I told my employees that I was going to back up a little bit and I want to have other people jump in so that I can do less and focus on what God wants me to do next. God has a ministry for me. And he's been preparing me up until this time. And now I feel it's time that I step back and I create. And I've been coaching my management team. And I think I've got a great team. And if you're listening, thank you so much for all of you. And, uh, you know, so it's time. And so this ability... It's easier for me now because I know that there's something else for me over here. Sometimes people get in a position where they're going, oh, I've lost my usefulness. No, you have not. You have not lost your usefulness. Your usefulness can be used for other things. So just understand that the assignment might be coming to a close, but there's something else for you. Just ask God to reveal it to you, and he will. I know that I'm supposed to have a ranch. My position in that, I'm not sure, but it's a ranch for... Uh, domestic violence, mother and children, a place for them to live, get back up on their feet, probably for three months, teach them a skill set, and and get them to be able to have uh, the ability to take care of their children, to take care of themselves, to say no when they need to, to not be a doormat, you know, to to be able to be strong and have healthy boundaries. I think it's so vitally important in this day and age, more than ever, that people need to understand that boundaries need to be healthy. Don't let anyone walk all over you. Don't let someone abuse you physically, emotionally, verbally. No. Say no. God will give you the courage and the strength to do what you need to do to uh, get into a healthy situation. So coaching, constantly coaching. Praying for team members. Now, this might be far odd for a lot of business people out there, but... You know, when somebody comes into my office or I see somebody and something just stirs in my spirit saying there's something going on, not sure what it is, but I can just tell that person's not really on their game right now or something. And I'll say, put my hand on their back and just say, how are you? How are you? Are you okay? Is everything okay? No, really. Is it really okay? And sometimes I'll open up. Sometimes they won't. And I watch it carefully and I pray over them. Um, They'll come into my office when it's convenient and when it's not so obvious and uh, my office is off a little bit so they come in and I'll say do you want to pray and sometimes they say yes and sometimes I, I don't know how to do that you know I don't I don't know and so we close the door and and we pray men women it's awesome um, I think it's nice that we can do that so what did Jesus say in the next verse but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail and when you have turned again strengthen your brothers Jesus prayed for Peter. Jesus prayed for all the disciples. Jesus prayed for us. Do you pray for your team members? So important to pray. Pray. Prayer is so amazing. People think it's so, you know, so quiet, but it's so strong. There's so much strength in prayer. So, uh, 
Jesus wanted the disciples to be in unity with him. Unity implies relationship. Three important outcomes of this unity are resources, fruitfulness, and friendship. Resources. Jesus told them, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. If you want to look that up, it's John fifteen seven. Fruitfulness. If you really want to know if your life is uh, working out the way it should, look for the fruit. Okay, Look for the fruit in your employees. Look for the fruit in your ministry. Look for the fruit in your family. Look for that. Friendship. How important is that? Team leaders must facilitate relationship building and communication. Team members who like each other and embrace differences are essential in developing a high-performing team. That's true whether it's at home, in ministry, at work, everywhere. Team building stages. There is one or more problems such as issues around unity, clarity of mission, roles or responsibilities, team skills, such as how to build consensus, poor communication among team members, distrust, or unwillingness to work together. Those are all issues. If any one of those is in effect, then you need to focus on that and get it straight. The storming stage is one of four stages. Forming, storming, norming, and performing. Interesting. I'm not going to go into more detail on that one. I'm going to skip on up here. Appreciate and encourage diversity in talents and gifting. Wow. The 12 disciples came from different backgrounds. Five fishermen, a tax collector, a scholar, a nobleman. Perhaps three zealot nationalists. Yet Jesus chose them as his core team members. Jesus used the metaphor of the vine and branches to demonstrate connectedness, while the Apostle Paul masterfully used the metaphor of the body to demonstrate the importance of recognizing diversity of giftings within the church. In Romans 12.4, Paul wrote, For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. The important point here is that the team members bring different talents, giftings, and perspectives into the team relationship. If Paul had been writing to a marketplace company, it may have sounded like this. For as in one company we have many teams and team members, and our teams and team members do not all have the same function, so we, though many teams, are one team, and individually are team members one of another. Having talents, roles, and responsibilities that differ according to what has been assigned to us, let us do them well. If managing, manage well according to our ability. If a service representative in our serving clients The one who trains in his training, the one who markets in his marketing, the one who innovates in creativity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does janitorial service with thoroughness. All team members are important. Each one has a different role and responsibility, but all are needed to get the job done. Too often people do not think they are important because they serve in a particular role or position that is seen by them as insignificant. Paul addressed this perspective when he said in verse fifteen sixteen, Now if the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. 
We need different talents, roles, and responsibilities to accomplish our mission. Without them, we have to make adjustments which may be difficult or impossible. At the same time, we need to guard against thinking that one person, role, talent, or gifting is more important than others. This mindset often creates division or a one-up, one-down perspective that elevates one above another. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. That's Acts twelve twenty one through 26. Isn't this true in our organization? When we treat some people as better than others, it causes the others to feel less than. It creates separation and division. Every organization needs leadership, but it also needs those who do other less glamorous functions like distribute mail, provide janitorial services, and answer the phone. They are all team members, according to a survey by the Corporate Leadership Council, the top engagement and retention driver that is controllable by the immediate supervisor or manager is demonstrates commitment to diversity. There's so much more here, and I'm going to continue on with this uh, in, in the weeks to come because I think this is so important. And with my company meeting coming up, boy, is this talking to me personally. I really, really need to take hold of this. And I'm going to share it with my main staff, my disciples, my main, main key reports. Why? When trust is lost, the cost of doing business goes up. Isn't that so true? It's so true. So listen, people, do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Be a blessing to someone each and every day and look for opportunities to serve. God bless you. Bye. This has been the Sue Free Show, sponsored by E. Termite and Pest Control Services. It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way. And their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. Ecola, powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.